Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 206 DGS. Coming up at uh, 4 p.m., we have a doctor from Washington University who's going to talk to us about Alzheimer's. Uh, my dad dies with Alzheimer's. My His brother, uh, my Uncle's two daughters died in their 50s, so it's something that uh, I, every time I, I see a story about it, I read it, and uh, this helps and this hurts, and so we'll talk uh, to a doctor who specializes in this coming up at 4 p.m. Uh, Wheels, I know there are some things going on in the world of sports, but let's start out with the Jackie Robinson statue story. Did you guys see this? So I only yeah. saw the headline. So it, there's a there's a park in, in Wichita, Kansas, and at that park, there used to be a uh, really nice bronze statue of Jackie Robinson. And I think it's like one of four or five Jackie Robinson statues around the country. And earlier this week, the fire department got a call that there was a trash can on fire near there. And what they had done, what these vandals did was they cut the statue down at the ankles, right? So they cut it off at the ankles. So they brought tools to do this and they cut it down and they took the top part of it, the rest of it, and they burnt it. What was it made of? Bronze. They burnt bronze. Well, I, yeah, I don't. They set a fire and put it in there. I guess gotcha. I don't know. I, I I don't know exactly what. Um, Symbolic. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, it didn't burn up. It's obviously, yeah. but it burned. It you know, it melted partially and all this. So they're trying to figure out who did it. They have some surveillance footage of the area. They they can see two people. They saw the truck that they were in, but that truck was found abandoned mm. a ways away. The next day, I think it was. So they're still trying to sort out who they think did this, but there can't be any other motivation for this other than being a jerk, being a racist, right? Like, what else? Why else would you vandalize a Jackie Robinson statue? Yeah, I mean, in Wichita, Kansas, at a baseball park. There's certainly no good reason. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, it'd be one thing if you're like, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying if somebody cut it down and they sold the metal and they were trying to make right. money, that could mean that that's not the motivation. But when you just straight up cut it down, drag it away, put it in your truck, and then burn it. It's so weird and random. Yeah. My suggestion, by the way, is that you rebuild the statue twice as big. Like you just you make an even bigger one and you put it right back in that same spot. And I know that somebody would donate the money. I think this was a this cost fifty thousand dollars to put in back in 2021, but like, what could be your motivation other than just hate? Yeah. 
Do you know, was there any other like racially motivated, you know, vandalism or anything like that in the no. area? Did they report that? They, there's nothing like that. Um, the police have said they, they don't have any leads yet and they're not going to assume the motivation until they figure out who did it and found them. Uh, but obviously, you know, they're going to be prosecuted for something significant. I mean, it's it's a $50,000 piece of property. That's significant vandalism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on top of that, if you can, if they tack on a racial component, could be something a little bit worse in terms of legal consequences. But I, I every time that kind of thing happens, I'm like, aren't we're not past that yet. No, we're not past that yet. Because I can't think of a reason that you could make a statement of any legitimacy by doing that to just a beloved baseball player, someone who was significant. I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm watching the TV over Wheels Head as he's telling the story, and I guess Kanye and uh, Kim Kardashian got together for a rare family dinner, and he showed up in his mask. Huh, he does that, yeah. I hate that. I, that I hate thing. that mask, man. I do too. I don't. I don't love it. Like uh, he w- when he was confronting the TMZ reporter yeah. yesterday or the day before, and he's all in her face, and he's wearing the big stupid outfit. What do you say? I'm a, stupid... I'm a grown ass superhero. Yeah, he was like, I'm a superhero, and he's wearing the stupid mask. Like, really, like... you're kind of a douche, right? He's I, I messed mean, up. Like at, at at one point, I'm sure all of the, his shenanigans were genius, and it was performance art, and he's the modern day Andy Warhol. Now he's just kind of a dork yeah i'm that is the sad thing to to see him devolve into this um whenever kid cuddy called him a a blanking dinosaur a couple years ago and i was like ouch that is like really mean but also really on target you used to be on the cutting edge and now you're just making everyone uncomfortable all the time with your rhetoric and the clothes you're designing i mean he's designing like ku klux klan themed clothing it's just yeah and it's hard to too far I mean, gone. It's just hard to take him seriously when he's in the face of this reporter and he's like, "You are in my face right there." And you're like, "It's yeah. like you're take off the mask, idiot." Wheels, anything going on with the Cardinals? No, it's quiet. I mean, you know, they made the move uh, a few days ago for uh, a relief pitcher uh, that uh, that may or may not make the team. He's just a lottery ticket right now. What they're doing is buying lottery tickets with a lot of these minor league contracts for depth players. And if they make it, great. And if they don't, you lose nothing. If this is what they've done so far, if this ends up being 95% of it and they don't do well, will they deserve uh, criticism? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody can see what they need. And and they've talked about it. I mean, like Mo's talked about it. They're not hiding from the flaws from the team from last year and what they needed to fix. Um, Derek, Derek Gould has been reporting for a while now that they're still in the market for a more proven major league reliever to add to the mix. Cause a lot of the guys they've added for the bullpen are the lottery ticket type guys. They're the maybes they throw hard, they have good stuff, but they haven't established themselves and they're still paying attention to the free agent market for those kinds of players. So if you add another one of those, it'll go a step further towards fixing something that was a problem last year. And that looks like it could be a problem this year. If you don't do more. Uh, but the, the the most valid criticism will be if things go badly again. Some some of it depends on what it is, right? I mean, if Arenado and Goldschmidt get hurt in April and never come back and play again, well, you know, you're not going to be able to plan for that. There's no there's no fixing losing two of your best players. But if if, it, if anything goes wrong, it's most likely going to be the starting pitching again. And if you get the starting pitching wrong again, where you got it wrong last year, then it's going to be a valid complaint because they took risks. 
Sonny Gray's not a risk. Sonny Gray, is, you know, second in the Cy Young Award. That's a current top performer. Regardless of his age, he's performing really well coming into this year. But you're taking risk on Lance Lynn, who has been good in the past, but was terrible last year and should be better. But if he's not, they're going to wear that. Who's out there that we could get? On the which what you're talking about? So the bullpen side, yeah. So there's a right-hander that that uh, pitched for Houston last year named Maton, who's actually from uh, Illinois side of the river. Uh, he's a right-handed reliever who gets right-handers out at a tremendous rate. Um, what does a guy like that cost? Uh, that's what we're trying to figure out. You know, a, a, a proven right-handed reliever who's 35 years old, a guy named Hector Neris, who also was with Houston, just signed a new contract one year at nine million. So I, I'm, I'm assuming they're looking more in the five to six million range. I don't think they're going to go in that nine to ten. Let me talk about something I don't know anything about. <laughs> That'll be different. Uh, as I have said, it seems to me from my seat in the bleachers that the Cardinals have tried to go on the cheap and gotten really, really lucky over the years. People have overperformed. You have the magic of Bush Stadium. You have the Cardinal way. But I think that they've gone kind of on the cheap. I could be wrong. But this seems like if you're ever going to spend 10 on a really good reliever, a really good one, instead of five on your typical, uh, you know, make a wish and blow a dandelion kind of way, this would be the year to do it. That it would be worth that extra $5 million to me, given that that's probably just a rounding up number for the kind of money that they bring in, to show some, uh, hey, look, Mo, Ali, it's fine that you admit what went wrong. Uh, it, it, it is, uh, I respect you for being honest about what we need, but what we need is for you to bring us what we need. Yeah. I think that part is more, I mean, not more, it's dead on. That part is a hundred percent. The cheap thing is, is relative because you have to look at where do they rank in payroll year in year in and year out. They're normally between like nine and 12 in major league baseball in total payroll. So, and that's about where they are in revenue. So they're usually they're very close to where they rank in revenue and payroll. The argument I've made is they could do more, but I wouldn't call it cheap, right? If you're in the top 10 or 12, you're not cheap, but does that mean you couldn't do more? And I think that's the part you're getting to here, Dave. If there's a year you're going to do more, it would be this year, right? Like I would have preferred not getting both Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, take one of them and double that number for another guy that's better. You know, maybe somebody that's between Sonny Gray and that guy. Those guys are fine. They're good major league pitchers. Um, but you're you're putting a lot on comebacks. You're putting a lot on Miles Michaelis having a comeback, on Lance Lynn having a comeback. And I would rather have gone for somebody that's more sure. Now, again, it's not my money, but I do understand the finances mm-hmm. of Major League Baseball. I've been studying it for 25 years, going back to the strike of 1994. And I know people that work in the union, and I know people that have negotiated with and against Major League Baseball. This is not there. There is no question that you can go more now. Can they, they can't do what the Dodgers just did. They can't, but that's not the point. Nobody's asking for that. Nobody's saying go spend half a billion dollars on one player. What I'm asking is go to the point that you're uncomfortable because we were really uncomfortable last year. Yeah. So go to the point financially where you are uncomfortable. That doesn't mean you're going to win the pennant. But it means that you're making a commitment to us, the people who make you gazillionaires, 
I don't know. No, I think that's... I'm that's, in a pissy mood today, so now I'm going after <laughs> the Cardinals. It's a, that is a widely held belief amongst a large percentage of the fan base, and it's not 100% inaccurate. Um, you have 3 million people a year go to your stadium in the murder capital of the country, right? I mean, that's that's from... from if, if you're living outside of St. Louis, that's what you think. You're thinking we're not going there on a convention, and you have people who are so loyal that you have one of the highest attendances in one of the least attended downtowns. Yeah. We, we deserve you to be uncomfortable financially. Yeah, and well, it, the, the question is, and, and I'm not doing any defense here because I am a believer that they could do more than they're doing. I fully believe that. If, um, anyone, if anyone wants to call, we never talk sports. Yeah, If anyone go. wants to call, 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120, 223 DGS from... The Cardinals to Leggings Legs. Oh, yes. Have you guys heard of this on TikTok? Mm-mm, no. Kind of, but not enough to really know what you're talking about. So this is the latest thing that's been banned on TikTok. So Leggings Legs apparently is a trend that young ladies started doing, saying, like, do I have Leggings Legs? And then they would show their legs wearing leggings. And if you're extremely thin, then you have Leggings Legs. And if you're not, then you're out. You're out on the trend. So this obviously caused people to feel kind of bad. And I'm sure some body dysmorphia got triggered in this situation. Um, So TikTok had made the decision to just make the trend unsearchable. I'm sure people will find ways around it and call it like eggings eggs or something because they always change the titles to work around those kind of things. But they've cracked down and said like, no, this is not acceptable. We're not doing this. Who are they making fun of? They're really not making fun of anyone. I think it's more of like a show-off thing, like, look how thin I am. But the thing is, that gets kind of dangerous with people with eating disorders and such if they're viewing that kind of content. Or, you know, it's just damaging for an 11-year-old who maybe, you know, not every child has, like, the same figure. So whenever you're saying, like, oh, you can't wear leggings because you're not thin enough or you're not fit enough, uh, TikTok took issue with that after enough people complained and decided to... Kind of goes back to our initial conversation. Mm -hmm. So what do you think of that? Do you think, oh, good for TikTok? Or do you think, hey, just don't, people are going to hurt your feelings. People are going to say mean things. The world is a, is a, it's a, a contact sport. I yeah. think I think it's good for TikTok, but I'll, I think I'll let you guys weigh in. I think it's ultimately good. Uh, I think that this is not, this is less of a case of like, you know, protecting someone from someone, you know, saying something hurtful to them or whatever. And it's more like, like Rachel said, I'm, I'm more, cons- I'm less concerned with, you know, somebody who's just kind of like chubby being like, oh, my legs don't look good because I'm chubby versus somebody that has like a serious eating disorder saying it. That's kind of my bigger concern. I'm just baffled by the way that we, we just come up with all these new and creative ways to feel bad about ourselves. And mm-hmm. social media has just exacerbated that so much. There's another trend going on where women my age, a little older, will show their face without makeup. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, hey, this is what 35-year-old skin looks like. You got a couple of wrinkles. You got a couple of sunspots. Don't just think that the perfection that you're seeing on the screen is what you're supposed to be like. It's okay to look different. I get these videos all the time. I go to the comments, and it's filled with younger girls saying like, Oh, well, this is just motivation for me to use sunscreen because you look terrible. Oh, 35, you look more like 45. Full of comments like this, and it's so disturbing. Let me ask you something. Yeah. 
what I'm about to ask, if your quest, if your answer is, well, it's just trolls. Are we just sort of a crappy people? Because I don't know that there are enough trolls out there to really make up for all the meanness. I think we're a narcissistic people, and I think that social media is making that the norm to be obsessed with yourself and especially obsessed with youth and beauty. We have always been obsessed with youth and beauty, but in my lifetime, I have noticed it going up and up and up. It's become more and more valued instead of inner beauty. Yeah. You see what I'm saying about trolls, Andrew? There, there just can't be 100%. that many specialized trolls out there. It has to be yep. that overall, we're just a lot less quality than I thought and, we were. And the internet has opened a lot of doors for the worst parts of us to come out. Uh, you know, if you put a comment on a TikTok, I know a lot of people will comment on stuff like uh, tweets, TikToks, Facebook posts, whatever. And I've heard directly from them like, oh, I, I didn't think you actually see that. I mean, I didn't. It was just something mm-hmm. that I like, kind of threw out there. I didn't think you would actually notice that. And I, so I think we just we give ourselves free reign. And I mean, the royal we, not necessarily us, but we give ourselves free reign when we go into a TikTok to put like, I don't know. I think you look like crap or whatever and just get I, I don't know if it's getting poison out of your system. I don't know exactly what it is. But it's definitely we, some of that. There but are then people we trick that, ourselves. Yeah. Then we trick ourselves into thinking like, well, it, their, their feelings are going to be hurt by that. They're not even going to see it. You know yeah. what I mean? I yeah. think it's partially I think it's that. And I also think it's this obsession with youth mm-hmm. that is not. I mean, it's going to happen to you, too, girls. Like, if you're 17 and your skin is perfect. Yeah, that's why I got mad at uh, what's your face. The comedian. Um, Chelsea Handler? No, the one that was in here with us. Oh, Nikki. Yeah. Oh. Which you made the joke. It was a joke. I understand. I make jokes. When I said I was having my 40th or whatever it was, mm-hmm. uh, uh, class reunion, she's like, yeah. oh, my God, they go that high? Yeah. And I didn't get mad because it's a joke, but I got a little mad when I was like, sister, you're 20 years behind me. Like, I'll be alive when it happens to you. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, guys. DGS and KMOX 235. So we are going to do uh, sort of a little mini-series and uh, get to know some of our local celebrities, radio and television, mostly television. And so we started at the very top with Mandy Murphy from Fox 2. <laughs> and quite I, a compliment. I mean Thank that. You. <laughs> uh, we're, we're contemporaries, but mm-hmm. I grew up watching you as in as a young man and, and then up until now. And you're just so good. You really are. You're so good. You're so... Thank you. Uh, how, would I, how would I describe you? You are... Uh, Exciting and engaging without being over the top, which is, I know from doing this show, one of the most difficult things to do. It is. But to me, you have to be real. You know, you have to enjoy what you're doing. You have to know what you're talking about. And you just have to be real. Mm-hmm. And you have to like the people you're working with. And if and if you have all of those things, I, I, I feel like the rest just comes. Yeah. You've been lucky, haven't you? I, I have. I've been lucky. You just don't talk to a lot of people in my business who've been in the same job. This will be 32 years for me. Yeah. That's a long time. And I, when I started, I was 24 years old in Mm -hmm. St. Louis. So I I have these people who are like, oh, how, you know, you've been here forever. When are you going to retire? I'm like, hey, I'm in my 50s, people. (laughs) 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 That's funny. That's right. Yeah. So we're just talking about uh, Dave, who's been on my show every day for 24 years, mm-hmm. and you were with him from 1991 until he retired. Right. Uh, give us some Dave stories, or just some overalls on what it was like to work with Dave Murray. Oh, we had such a great time. We we shared so many laughs off the air. Every commercial break, we were just telling funny stories, and um, you know, we we've been we were friends on the air, off the air, and. You know, just the the things you run into when it's live TV, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And things don't work. The teleprompter doesn't work. Things fall. People trip. You know, it's it's all of that. And there's yeah. just there are so many of them. And when we worked with Dick Ford, of course, that was uh, just what a great a combination. Right. What a legend. Yeah. And I, I, I was so blessed to have worked with him, too. When I met Dick, I, it really made him laugh. I said, so I'm a big Bigfoot guy. I, I, to this day, I, I, I'm, I love all things Bigfoot. And I <laughs> traced it back. When I was uh, about 10, the Momo monster uh, was spotted in Louisiana. And uh-huh. every night, my mom and dad would watch the news with Dick Ford. And he'd have a big picture of a, a Sasquatch behind him. <laughs> and he'd be like, well, the Momo monster's been seen again. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> You're and so almost when, as good as Martin Kilcoyne. And when I met him the first time, I told him that story, and he just loved it. Thought that was great. Oh yeah, and you know, Dick would deliver stories like that in such a serious oh, newsman tone. You knew it was real, you know. And he would crack a little joke here or there, <laughs> but and we would always laugh because at the end of the newscast, he would. Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of the show we had after the news, but he'd have to introduce all of these bands and musicians that he'd never heard of and he'd be like well the you know the xyz brand and he didn't know the name he didn't know who it was yeah but he didn't know who they were (laughs) and he could sell it arsenio hall it's coming back to me now okay (laughs) that's great that's great what uh we're just talking about your hours and i was asking uh what's most difficult on a family and dave's talked about this uh, a lot with us Mm -hmm. and he said it's your shift it's the nighttime shift. It is the nighttime shift because 
your kids, especially when they're school age, you can get them up, you can get them to school. And then when they get out of school, you're at work. Yeah. And then you get home when they're in bed. And there's sporting events. There's all the things that happen in the evenings when most people are off. So our shift is the absolute opposite of the real world. And, you know, you give up a lot. You really do. You try to use your vacation and you hopefully have bosses who will work with you Mm -hmm. um, because when it's ratings, you can't take off. But you know what? You have a graduation in May. That's right. And you only get one graduation Mm -hmm. for one child. And so there are things like that that you don't want to miss. And and, and I've been lucky that I have bosses that will work with me. How many kids do you have? I have five total. I have a combined family. I have two, and my husband had three, so we're the Brady Bunch with a dog. So, Youngest, oldest? Youngest youngest is um, 17. Uh Oldest is 26. Yeah. Nice little spread. That is very Brady Bunch-ish. Yeah. We are. We are the Brady Bunch. In fact, my house was just teepeed last night. (laughs) Nice. For the second time this week. Very nice. It wasn't me. <laughs> I swear. I'm like, oh. Did the kids know or care that you were famous? They didn't know, and they really didn't care until you're, oh, you know, and I, the word famous is just so weird but for locally. me. Yeah, until you're out and you're shopping and someone comes up and says something to you and they're like, oh. Good grief, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> they just forget about it. Yeah. But yeah, it's Because it's you're really not a real not person. A big, yeah. It, it's just not a big you're deal. You're like a cartoon that came alive. Yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah, I don't want to watch the news. You know, they're of the generation <laughs> where they're like, oh, yeah, what? They walk up and say, I just saw this on TikTok, so it's real. I'm like, no, that is not the truth. Let's talk about that because, you know, we're sitting here looking out on one of the, the last uh, true radio newsrooms here at KMOX. You bet. And it you is. guys have the same thing uh, yeah. w- with Fox 2, and you hear people talking about journalism's dead and it was self inflicted and this and this. How do you, You've been doing this a long time. What do you think about that? I, I don't believe journalism is dead. I think you just have to know who you're getting your stories from and you have to know who you can count on and who's credible. You know, you've got to look at experience. It's not just someone who has an iPhone who's going out to cover a story. It's experience. It's knowing St. Louis. It it is having a background. That's who you can count on. Someone you know who's not giving you their opinion. That kind of thing still matters. And, yeah, TV news has changed so much. The reporters in our newsroom are younger Um, than when most people started in the St. Louis market. But it still matters. It still is important to get it right. It's important to care about your viewer. Yeah. And and in the end, I I just think it still works. So, Rachel here, uh, I... Brought her on the show when she was 24. She's 32 now. Uh, she's been on the whole time, the the real glory days of the DGS. Now she's doing her own show here on mm-hmm. KMOX. Uh, as a young woman trying to find her voice in this new media, what advice would you give to her or other people like her? I would, my advice would be, be genuine, be real, care about your listener, um, get involved in your community 
St. Louis is such a great city. And if you really get involved and care about the people and do things to give back, I think it comes back to you. I really do. And I and I think from being a storyteller to how you relate to your listener, to me, it's your viewer, all of that comes back. Because if you're fake and you're just kind of acting through <laughs> through um, your job, it shows. For me, it's about telling the stories of St. Louis and who needs help, where there's a need, and how through your role you can make a difference. You know, I've been blessed with an awesome job, and I can now go out and be involved in different charities and different organizations and really help them out. Maybe I'm their MC, Maybe I'm giving them some publicity, things like that. So it's not always about if it bleeds, it leads kind of thing. It's, you know, it's about the people. Yeah. And caring about them. On the other end of things, uh, Kevin Wheeler's clearly at the end of his career. But yeah, uh, I wonder I mean, if you. I got minutes left. <laughs> kidding. Uh, may not make it through this segment. <laughs> so you're you're clearly too young to retire, and it doesn't sound like you have any ambition to do that anytime soon. When you do, yeah, what do you think you're going to do? You think you'll stick around? Like I want to move out oh, to yeah. the Southwest. You want to oh. stick around St. Louis? Oh yeah, I love St. Louis. When I say Southwest, I mean Southwest St. Louis. Yeah, <laughs> like that's a big move. Uh, no, I'll I'll definitely stay in St. Louis. My family is in Kentucky, mm-hmm. so I I still have my family there. My brother's here in St. Louis. Um, our kids, we have two kids in Nashville, one in Atlanta one in St. Louis, and who knows where the one in high school will end up. So so we'll see. But we have so many friends, and, and we're entrenched here. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Now, I I wouldn't mind leaving St. Louis in January and February yeah, right. when I get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, what, we'll stay here. What are some of your, your passions and hobbies and things that people may not know that you enjoy when you're not on the air? I love to garden, get my hands in the dirt, plant flowers. I love all of that. And I love anything to do with that kind of thing. I said, when I retire, I want to go work for a floral shop and just do floral arrangements or work for a greenhouse or something like that. Now, you know, who knows what that will be, but I love doing that. Um, you know, I love, I love to travel. Those kinds of things are really fun for me. What kind of jobs did you have before landing your career? My first job was in radio. So I, I started in radio, a little two-room radio station in Princeton, Kentucky, which is near Barkley and Kentucky Lake, near Paducah, mm-hmm. in case people don't know. Worked there in high school, ripping the news from the AP wire, reading that, spinning records on Saturday, queuing up the 45s and, you know, on the turntable, that's, that's what I did. Kids now are going, records, what are those? <laughs> um, and then reading the news. So I did that through high school and then started working in radio at Murray State, uh, public radio, and then got an internship at uh, the NBC affiliate in Paducah, Kentucky. Worked there in college and then got hired out of college and worked there for three years before coming to St. Louis as the consumer reporter. Yeah. So I, it was really when I was t- 24 years old and getting a job in St. Louis from a small market like P- Paducah was kind of unheard of. 
And I had a, a boss there say, they are going to eat <laughs> you alive in St. Louis. And, you know, I just felt like if I can go do my job, do it well, I'll prove myself. Yeah. And I, I believe that you cannot teach hard work and work ethic. You either have it or you don't. And it's how you're raised. You can teach skills that go with this job. But work ethic is something that you either have or you don't. And I I come from a long line of hard workers. Yeah. And so I've always felt like if, if I can do that, I'll be just fine. So we're rolling out a new national podcast. I would love to have you back for that and talk for an hour or an hour yeah. and a half. Uh, my people are from Kentucky, so I'd love to hear oh, yeah. some of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, we got kicked out to Tennessee, but you know. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> Or are you a U.K. fan? What are you going to do? Uh, I have a U.K. sweatshirt. Okay. Does that count? That works. Okay. That works. U.K. and K.U. My daughter's a, a Jayhawk, so I like both those letters. Yeah. Uh, so lovely to have you in. Thank you so very much Thank for your you. time. Appreciate that. Thank you. I enjoy coming down and, and being here in person, you know, seeing you guys. It, the pandemic did a number on us. Sure we didn't did. see people. So it's just it's just good to be here. And I'm so appreciative of my career and the support I've received. And thanks, you guys, for having me in. You bet. That's the wonderful Mandy Murphy from Fox 2. Quick break. Right back. I think we uh, we lost Dave Glover. <laughs> I think he thinks it's the top of the hour. Oh, break. no. <laughs> you think he got maybe taken? I hope not. Bigfoot get him? <laughs> <laughs> Mandy Murphy took him. We all, there you go. We got So we should call the... Uh, well, the Bigfoot podcast folks and saying they took him. Oh, yeah. the uh, Here he comes. The uh, Sasquatch Chronicles. <laughs> Dave, we said Sasquatch got gotcha. you. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's how I want to go. There's <laughs> <laughs> worse ways. If there's any way I could go, please let Bigfoot take me. 100%. If, if I were out hiking in Colorado and I there's a 10-foot Sasquatch who looks really mad, I, I might rush him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the... The scene in uh, in uh, wow, what's the end of the world movie? Not Armageddon, but the uh, uh, the Will bags. Smith one. No, the Will Smith I am one. Legend. I'm legend. No, no, no. Independence, the, Day. Alien, Independence Day. You're like the people on the rooftop, except instead of a UFO, if, if Bigfoot's there, you're gonna be like, take me away. Oh yeah, like I've said, if, if, if we're gonna get hit by like a uh, dinosaur level meteor, I want to catch it in my arms. Yeah, you know. Yeah, don't nice give me. I don't want to be in the aftermath. Yeah. No, Let's I don't just... want it to hit Africa. <laughs> right. I don't be watching the news. Right. Like Eighteen minutes away. Right. No. Yep. Get right me. on the spot. Right in the old nuts. <laughs> <laughs> It'll do the trick. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.